Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Today is primary election day, and 77 WABC keeps you updated on the races to watch as primaries put issues to the test. Now, here's Dominic Carter. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you on to the general election in November. Very low turnout, but hath Kathy Hochul wasn't supposed to have it this easy. Her path to the uh, nomination last fall, she faced the prospect of a major challenger and Attorney General Tish James, remember that. And there was also the enormous questions over whether becoming the uh, unexpected governor when Cuomo resigned last August would translate into support among voters who hardly knew her. Well, flash forward to now, the state's first female governor cruised through her primary against Long Island Congressman Tom Swazi and New York City Public Advocate Jamani Williams, her win a springboard towards the general election in November. Long Island Republican Lee Zeldin clinched the Republican nomination for governor, winning the party primary against former White House staffer Andrew Giuliani, businessman Harry Wilson, and former Westchester County Executive Rob Astorino. Are we starting to look at a turning of the tide? Here is what I mean. It turned out to be a very bad night for candidates AOC endorsed almost every single one of them. Tonight, we are taking your calls, and we're also talking to some political consultants. First, I will be joined by Sid Davidoff, and later tonight by Scott Levinson. And so we want to give you a bit of a flavor before we get to the interviews. Uh, They'll be calling in momentarily. And before we get to your telephone calls, first, I want you to hear Governor Hochul declaring victory. It has been the highest honor of my life to serve as your governor for the past 10 months. And what a 10 months it's been. Right from the start, our kids were heading back to school as you're seeing an increase, a surge in Delta. And on top of it, hurricanes immediately struck and people lost their lives and their homes. And the cost of living kept going up and up and up. Workers, small businesses, and families were dealing with excruciating stress and financial challenges. And the crime and violence that has taken so many lives. And most shockingly, my own hometown of Buffalo, New York, where we lost some of my neighbors. It's hard to still comprehend that as well as the day-to-day victims of gun violence in our streets and cities all across this state. Yet we faced all those challenges. We faced all those challenges. And you know what? We persevered and we prevailed. You know why? You know why? Because we're New Yorkers and we get things done. That's what New Yorkers do. 
Kathy Hochul declaring victory. Lee Zeldin on the Republican side doing the same. As our state's next lieutenant governor says, this isn't just a red wave. This is a this is a common sense wave. It's a common sense wave that reaches out to everybody across this state, in all counties, in all regions. We're reaching out to all of you to work with us to save New York. This is a rescue mission to save our state, and losing is not an option. on November 8th, and that is to win this race, to fire Kathy Hochul, to end one-party rule. And among the Republican candidates conceding, here was just a clip of uh, Andrew Giuliani's concession speech. New York truly is at a crossroads, ladies and gentlemen. We're at a time right now where we lead the country in out-migration. We know that. We all know the problems. And we know the solutions. We need somebody with the guts that's going to be able to turn that around. Somebody who's going to be able to bring crime down. Somebody that's going to give Alvin Bragg that pink slip that he needs on day one of his administration. Andrew Giuliani. And so, in a moment, we're going to your telephone calls. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. I'm going to be going to uh, Michael in Ridgewood, New Jersey, Chris in the Catskills. But first, uh, joining me is political consultant Sid Davidoff, a lawyer who served as a top official in the uh, Lindsay administration. And Mr. Davidoff, thank you for joining us. My pleasure, Dominic. Uh, I'm really happy from the results so i'm happy to talk about it okay so let's get to it 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 turned out as it was expected kathy hokel against lee zeldin hokel's victory declared just an hour a half an hour that is after polls closed your reaction yeah no i i expected that uh, you know i never thought that there was going to be much of a race there i uh, the only thing that doesn't really matter but I think that Swazi being beaten almost two to one by Jumani Williams says something about his campaign uh, and how it was a kamikaze campaign. But I know I think her getting 64 percent of the vote around there is um, what the polls showed she would get and um, and what we all expected. Any surprises uh, overall with the entire election, Sid David? Yeah, off, uh, know, go ahead. The one surprise is when you get down into the assembly races, because. Um, you know, the, 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 the DSA, the Working Families Party worked hand in hand, AOC's endorsement, seven or eight candidates, and it appears that only one is in, in, in trouble. We're not sure, Kevin Cahill, um, what happens in his election. But other than that, they lost to every incumbent they ran against. Um, and that says something about the mood of the people and that the organization is still alive because, the, you know, the organization candidates incumbents that won. Um, um, Jeff Aubrey uh, won against Montserrat, which is great, or Hiram Montserrat, who never seems to go away. So I think those are the races. When you look at those races, uh, and everybody, 
and you look and say, well, what, what was AOC's influence in this race? What was Working Families Party's influence in this race? It was non-influence. Well, that's wonderful news. It, it, could we say perhaps we're starting to look, uh, at least based on the primary from last night, that we're starting to look at the beginning of the end as far as the influence of an AOC? Yeah, I, I, I believe that, you know. And then you go to Delgado um, and his race for, for lieutenant governor, one handily. Uh, you know, I think we're seeing the people who came out and elected Eric Adams the moderate Democrats who feel we're, we're moving, we're, the left has moved us in the wrong direction, uh, I think are now having their voice heard. I think that's important. It's extremely important. So put on your forecaster hat, Sid Davidoff, and what role do you see the Supreme Court abortion decision playing uh, as it relates to the general election? I, you know, I just think that. The whole Supreme Court plays to the general election. I mean, this is a this is a hugely democratic state. You know, that's not Kansas. We've had some Republican governors. There's been some flukes uh, in uh, you know in Pataki's early win against um, uh, Mario Cuomo running for fourth term. I, I, you know, I think that's you won't see that again. This this state is blue, and um, and you have running on the other side of it, and the winner of the Republican primary. Is is a Trump uh, aficionado, a, a Trump um, you know uh, uh, individual uh, who thinks that uh, Trump won the election? Uh, it, it won't fly. It, it's this state is going to stay blue, and I think the fact that as we see these decisions are coming down on guns and abortion makes us more sure to be a blue state. Folks, you're about to have your say. We're taking your telephone calls at 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Right now, we are concluding our conversation uh, with Sid Davidoff, who worked in the top advisor in the Lindsay administration, major player in New York politics. Any final thoughts, Sid Davidoff, as it relates to the primary? Um, no, that's what I said. Is it, it's as what is expected, um, and I think we stand in a very good shape for November. The Democratic Party does. Sid Davidoff, thank you very much for joining us for our election primary night coverage. Let's now start with you folks. Uh, your reactions as it relates to the uh, primaries now, as of uh, officially last night. And uh, I see all the calls. I want to get to as many as possible. And coming up at 1245, another political consultant will be calling in. Scott Levinson will talk to him for his take on everything that happened. But I mentioned Michael in Ridgewood, New Jersey. So let's start with you, Michael. Good morning. What's on your mind? Good to talk with you, Dominic. Good morning. Good morning. I feel the same way. Go right ahead. I grew up in Mawa, but the next town over north was the village of Suffer, New York. Yes. In Rockland County. Yes. I believe that entire county will go for the GOP candidate. Really? I believe so. Ba- based on what? They don't like the taxes they're paying. That's true. That's true. But they it, don't go ahead, they, go ahead. They've got a whole host of reasons. Mm, but I, I don't know. As as Sid Davidoff just said, New York is overwhelmingly blue. 
I don't see that happening, Michael, in a million years. But I thank you uh, for the call. Let's go to Frank on Staten Island. Good morning, Frank. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, good morning, Dominic. Well, I voted for Tom Swazi, and it looks like I voted for another loser. This is because, yes, I am a registered uh, Democrat, but I'm more conservative. So a lot of times I vote for Republicans, too. But in this primary, hey, I was able to vote. By, so I wanted Swazi. It didn't, it didn't work. But it's like, I was also watching like, like, like New York One. And they, they seem to give Jumani Williams way more coverage than Swazi. Same thing with the lieutenant governor. They give way more coverage to this, to this communist, or this Anna Maria, instead of Diana Reyna. I don't know why. I don't know why, like, at New York won. It's like they want the communists to win. Well, 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 well I, I can no longer speak for New York won. They, they are in the hands of different uh, management but uh, if that was the goal, as you just articulated it, at least in the uh, lieutenant uh, lieutenant governor's race, uh, it didn't work because Mr. Uh, Delgado emerged uh, victorious. Uh, do you I'm just curious, Frank, before I move on, why Swazi and not Hochul? Well, he, yeah, he was running running to the right of her. He wanted to change uh, the, the no cash bail law is really the biggest issue in some ways that has to change or be be repealed. Yes. Well, we you and I certainly agree on that. I mean, we could we could literally say let the church uh say amen. Marianne in Queens, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. Um yeah, I am very concerned for the result of the governor election. I believe that uh, I don't think uh, the Republican Party is going to win. Let me tell you why I believe so. The Republican Party has to realize that they are very small number of Republicans in New York. And in order for the Republican Party to win, they must make the Democrat votes to flip to their side. And the only candidate that I so from my opinion and from what I seen that Giuliani's done already in New York, it was under Giuliani. Everybody was waiting for him, at least in my Spanish community, but that is gone. So nobody is going to vote for Selvon. You just gave up the only candidate that could be the governor for the Republican Party. Well, Marianne, I thank you for the call and, um, you know, they, there are perhaps a lot of people that would agree with you because I, you know, I, I really thought that um, Giuliani was, uh, Andrew Giuliani was coming on strong in the final days of, uh, of this campaign. Uh, but but he, he did not win his first time uh, running for public office, but he does have a very promising uh, future because um, he, he did, he did, at least on the latest numbers I've seen, he did finish uh, second, at least as of right now. Clarence on Long Island. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic Carter, uh, first time caller. Um, Thank you. Honestly, I was I was honestly surprised with the numbers I've actually seen with the Democrats compared to the Republicans. I mean, it was it was devastating to see that the you know the states mostly blue. I mean. Yeah, like you know, it's 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 kind of a it's a blow to the gut 
But um, I also was really surprised at the fact that Lee Zeldin finished first, you know, out of, out of all the candidates, especially seeing his debate. I, I feel like a lot of voters, especially myself, I wanted to vote today, but I couldn't because I was registered conservative. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, since I'm a first time getting into the polit- political sphere, I'm still learning those ropes. But I guess that was one of the biggest things, like, you know, new voters like myself don't know all the... Uh, the nooks and crannies of, of everything. Hey, so if I knew like 21 hey, days. Hey, Clarence, not- Clarence, but, but, but here's the good news, right? So you're new to the political process and you're learning your way through the ropes, but it's good news because you will learn as you go. And I don't want you to lose focus of the great news that you're being involved in the political process. That's wonderful. That, that is absolutely wonderful. And so you you wanted to vote, but you couldn't because you a conservative. Is that what you just said again? The Republicans could vote in the right. Republican right. And so you're so. saying you were a Democrat or a conservative? Is no, I'm registered conservative. Okay. So okay, okay. Well, I I thank you uh, for the call, Clarence. Uh, before I, I'm going to take two more calls before taking a break. Let's go to uh, Chris and the Catskills. Good morning, Chris, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Dominic, it's a pleasure to speak to one of the two most famous alumni of of uh, Cortland State College. You and and the professional football player Arkal Trulick, and you're both residents of Rockland County. Uh, I am a wow. registered Democrat, and I uh, voted uh, for Swazi Delgado and uh, Kevin Cahill, who unfortunately is going to lose to the socialist uh, Sarah Hanna. Shirashi. Uh, she received a lot of support from the Working Families Party, from DSA, AOC endorsed her. Uh, the one thing I will say, I warned everybody about this, Sarah Hanna knocked on probably 15,000 doors herself, personally. They had a bunch of volunteers that came out, and now with absentee ballots, they count them now. They've changed the law since last election year. They count absentee ballots periodically. As they come along, uh, there's no way there's enough to make up that 527-vote lead. Uh, I was a former county legislator myself for two terms. Uh, You know, I'm a strong policy wonk, and I'm a very strong debater. I watched all these debates, and it's very unfortunate because I felt Tom Suozzi won the debate. Andrew Giuliani won the debate. Kevin Cahill mopped up the floor with Sarah Hanna. I was in the audience at that debate. So it's like the voters get what they deserve. But unfortunately, in our country right now, we are being driven by ideology. Okay, the fact that Jamani Williams, who I I, I actually liked how he came across in the debate, he ended up getting two times the votes that Swazi did. Right. To me, that's that's very disturbing. Yeah. and, And so right now you have in the Democratic Party, you have the socialists. And you have the progressive and the progressive elitist. And then you might have, say, moderates, okay, and, and conservative Democrats. And, the, what, you know, the populist movement, uh, you know, is something that Trump did very well at. And actually, the, the guy that beat me by a close election, I'm actually close friends with him now. He's the greatest populist campaigner ever. I'd like to see him challenge Sarahan in two years. He switched okay. over to Democrat. Uh, all right. But- well, I, I've got to, I've got to move on now, Chris. Thank you for the uh, call. I, I appreciate it. 
Dominic Carter here with you folks uh, the night, the morning after the uh, primary. It's now on to the general election. We are going to take a break. Uh, Scott Levinson, another political consultant, will be calling in at about uh, 1245 this morning. Until then, we're moving rapid fire through all of your telephone calls. We're going to Brooklyn, Parkchester, Forest Hills, and Rockland County. This is the 77 WABC Primary Election Special. 77 WABC. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. This is the 77 WABC Primary Election Special. Now, here's Dominic Carter. And we are back. Talk Radio 77 WABC going right back to the telephone calls. We're taking your calls 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Good morning, Jacqueline. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. I heard you say uh, you were looking at the numbers and that Andrew came in second, of course. Uh, But I haven't heard what the actual numbers were on the Republican uh, on, on the Republican side, yeah. Zeldin uh, came in at uh, 41.8%. Andrew Giuliani, 23.6%. Uh, Rob Astorino, the former Westchester County executive, 18.9%. Harry Wilson, for all the money that he uh, spent, it didn't seem to work. He came in at 15.7%. Wow. That's surprising. And yeah, so, well- And so in terms of actual votes... Lee Zeldin, 166,873. And just for perspective, uh, Giuliani, Andrew Giuliani, 94,423. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Dominic. And so I see here that you're disappointed that Zeldin won. Why? Um, because I think uh, Andrew is definitely the stronger candidate. He was... Uh, I, I did watch the first debate. He was very uh, – his answers were very well thought out. He did not let anyone push him around. He was extremely mature, which I can't say the same for Zeldin or um, the other guy. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Astorino? No, no. Astorino was uh, very Harry mature. Wilson? Harry Wilson, yes. Thank you. Um, but I think, I think, you know, Andrew is the stronger candidate. So in November, I'm just going to have to hold my nose and vote for Zeldin because there's no way I'm voting for Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Jacqueline, I, I thank you uh, for your call. <laughs> Let's stay in Brooklyn. Good morning, Susan. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Oh, yes. Well, I, I think it's, uh, I'm going along with what Jacqueline was saying as far as well, Andrew was able to so strongly articulate in what, uh, the um, positions when he was asked about critical race theory. Uh, I mean, you know, the, I mean, you have to admit those the um, the uh, uh, debate was done by you know pretty liberal um, the uh, the people asking him the questions. And he so beautifully was able to 
turn around and state his position so positively without being contentious or obnoxious. And I think that's through a lot of skill, but also preparation. And I do not feel that, I mean, Rob Astorino was also quite fluid, but that, that Andrew really stood out. And I hope that Lee Zeldin will will look at some of that and try to do better because obviously Andy Giuliani, I believe if he could have had a chance to go against, I call her vocal, um, that, that he would have been very effective. And I'm just, I just really hope that Zeldin will prepare and understand that, that he needs to completely uh, look at his, um, you know, his performance, it was very well, poor. Well, it Susan, poor. I, I thank you for your call. Uh, here's what's going to happen, folks. If you're Hochul, remember, uh, in the primary, she missed a number of debates, I believe three, because she was running so strongly in terms of um, against uh, against Swazi and, uh, and against the public advocate, for New York City, Jamani Williams. So a sort of Rose Garden strategy. The numbers here in New York State favor Democrats, so you better believe she's going to do exactly the same thing to a degree in the fall campaign. She's going to ignore, ignore, ignore her and her people. Uh, We're going to see a situation where Zeldin is going to go after her consistently, and uh, she's going to try and tar him as a Trump Republican, and uh, we're going to see we're going to see what happens here. Let's go to Stan in Forest Hills. Good morning, Stan. What's on your mind? I said to you earlier in the day uh, that I would think uh, Mr. Giuliani would get second. He did. I'm surprised. I mean, why? Why uh, are you surprised? Well, uh, well, I, look, he has no experience in anything. He hasn't done anything. He's daddy's little boy, and that's all he is, other than working oh, for Donald Trump. That, that's not fair. That's not fair, Stan. But well, that's exactly fair, because he was with him all by his side. He didn't let the guy talk for himself half the time. I wish he would have just talked for himself and didn't have him with him. Hey, and that's hey, the hey, hey Stan, listen. I, I remember um, when Andrew Giuliani was a little boy, and I've watched him carefully the uh, in interacting with him the last couple of weeks and and he's far from from a daddy's little boy, far from that. But anyway, continue. He was with him all the time. Anyway, I think Kathy Hochul has to debate. She must debate because Zeldin will push her. And I think the if, as you said before earlier, I think if crime is in New York increases, she has to make a statement. And I think if she wins, Alvin Bragg is gone. I think she will do it. Once she wins, she's got a free hand to do anything she wants. And I think she'll get rid of him. But if, if, based on the fact that there is more crime in the city and Bragg doesn't do anything about it, then I think if she wins, she's got a free hand, Dom. She can do whatever, and she's got to, she'll dump him. And there's no repercussions for four years anyway. So I think that will happen if crime is worse and Bragg you know, will be under the microscope anyway. So if he doesn't, she's got a free hand to let him go. But uh, with Zeldin, he's a Trump guy. Uh, you're right. It's a Democratic state. As uh, Sid Dato said, I think she'll win, but she has to debate. She must do it. She can't she can't do the Hillary Clinton strategy. Right. Okay? Well, and I love Hillary. But uh, well, uh, the, the odds are favored uh, towards um, 
towards Kathy Hochul. As um, uh, Sid Davidoff just said, uh, New York is overwhelmingly blue. So we will see what happened. But, you know, they said the same things when Pataki ran. That was a different time. Uh, but Pataki pulled off the miracle. And, um, you know, he ended up uh, winning. Let's go to Gracie in Rockland County. Good morning, Gracie. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning to you, Dominic. Listen, you know, I listened to the clip you played of her acceptance speech. And all, and the part you played was she listed all the problems of the last 10 months. Uh, but did she try to fix any of them? I, I, I don't understand how anybody could vote for her again. The state is in a mess. And we're surrounded by dummies. And they're getting more dumb. I mean, fine, I can list problems. But let's fix the problems. She has no idea to fix them, and and what Stan just said, she'll get he'll she'll get rid of Bragg. Uh, maybe yes, maybe no. I don't know. But what if? Uh, I'll maybe I'll fly. You know what I mean? But I'm not going to be able to fly without an airplane. I mean, I want results. All I know is a daddy's boy. I don't care, daddy's boy. All I know is the city was a mess, and Giuliani, Rudy fixed it. So obviously the kid saw something, and he'll do the same thing. And at, during the debate, he did speak beautifully. He was calm. He 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 was an, he was he was another Trump. I know that's a curse word, but my God, curse! Um, uh, uh, Trump could talk. Uh, for an hour and answer questions, and he he knew what he was talking about, and that's how Andrew is. And we know we have to have somebody that could fix problems, not just list the problems. Dominic. Well, Gracie, I thank you for the call. And you, when you said the, um, <clears throat> or I guess maybe because I'm looking at the screen, the name uh, Giuliani. What what disturbs me is what's happening now, as far as and I, I mean this with all sincerity. If I were the Democratic mayor of New York City, I would sit down with Rudy Giuliani at least 10 times, probably once or twice a month. And I wouldn't care what my advisors said about being seen with a Republican. I would do it for the good of the city. And now... Adams, instead of sitting down with Giuliani, is um, is uh, hinting or indicating that Mayor Giuliani exaggerated the slap situation that occurred Sunday in Staten Island. The bottom line is the man touched the mayor. The bottom line is the man cursed at the mayor. The bottom line is look at the video, and as he puts his hand on his back with whatever force that was used. Just look at the video. The mayor's hurt head jerks forward a little bit. Just look at the video. And so there are some things that don't need to be said in public. And uh, this feud, uh, ongoing feud now between the two mayors, when for the good of, of the city, we need the two of them to work together. Coming up in about 10 minutes, a Democratic uh, consultant, Scott Levinson, will be coin- calling in to join me for a few minutes. When we come back, we're taking your telephone calls from Cranford, New Jersey, to Suffolk County, Flushing, Parkchester, Franklin Square, Square, Oyster Bay, 
and will stay also on Long Island. This is the 77 WABC primary election special. 77 WABC. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is the 77 WABC primary election special. Now, here's Dominic Carter. And right back to the telephones, let's go to Joey and Franklin Square. Good morning, Joey. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Dominic, I was uh, at the Zeldin victory speech tonight. I've heard uh, future Governor Zeldin speak a few other times. Tonight, he was a different guy. I mean, he's laser-focused. He he was on point. He delivered a clear message. He's going to be the guy to rally the party and get everybody together. And I think you're going to see a lot of people cross lines and vote for him. I think he's going to give the current person uh, occupying the governor's mansion a, a hard time this election. I think well, he's really the guy that can do it. Let's let's just say for argument's sake that I buy what you're telling me. He's got to get Hoku to engage. She's going to completely ignore him. Absolutely. But he's going to, he's a fighter, you know, look at his life, look at all the, the races he's won He's taken on big incumbents where they told him he didn't have a chance. They took him lightly. And he's going to bring the fight to her. And let's face it, the, the party's ground game is, is behind him. And he's going to get the message out. He's going to force her to engage. He's going to hit on the issues that, you know, they're not Democrat issues. They're not Republican issues. They're American issues or they're New Yorker issues. They're issues that, you know, we all care about and they're things that are hitting us. Come on, the quality of life in New York is not what everybody wants it to be. And, People are running out of here, and, and we have one candidate in the race who sees that. If she doesn't see it, I mean, my goodness, uh, we got to do something here. Well, I, I thank you very much for the call, Joey. Let's go from Franklin Square to Flushing. Let's say good morning to Miguel. Good morning, Miguel. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic, uh, even though it's not really a good morning because, once again, uh, New York proves that you know, you could be in office, you could let crime go out of control, and you'll win again. Um, it's a horrible night because uh, I wanted Giuliani to win. And uh, Lee Seldon's not going to beat this uh, Kathy Hochul. No way. I mean, this race is already over. He's not going to go anywhere near her. New York will vote blue again, and it's going to be the same thing. I mean, <laughs> New York, I mean, it's just. Insanity. I don't understand it. Well, and that's to to my point, Miguel, that it's it's an uphill battle to win for a Republican statewide uh, in New York. And so uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, never say never. But it is certainly an uphill battle. Suffolk County and Philip. Good morning, Philip. And welcome to the Dominic Carter show. Hi, Dominic. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, yeah. Good morning. It's great to hear your voice. Yeah. Um, listen, uh, I'm, I mentioned that I'm an inspector, uh, uh, you know, election inspector out in uh, Suffolk. And even though it's just one school, 
it was like two to one Republican show, uh, a show of, uh, you know, strength or whatever you want or, or force, whether it's a ripple in the beginning of a wave. But I was like, I was there handing out the, you know, the ballots and, you know, we did all the closing and that nonsense. But, um, yeah, it was so hard to get, like, I'm a Republican registered and there's like, you know, it had to be either one or the other to vote. And some people were inactive or whatever. But the fact is that uh, it was really like two to one. But the Democrats and the most of them, it's hard to get Republicans. There's like I was one other person, a Republican, that I was working with. I was like jumping around, which I didn't mind because it serves the community. But um, the, it's amazing. It's like uh, with Democrats that I've seen, like, and I'm talking about my coworkers, zero humility. They have like no humility at all. Like, I try to, like, if it's not reason with them, try to, I'm trying to be objective. And uh, it's, uh, I'm not going to say it's a lost cause, but. And the good thing is that uh, there was a good show uh, tonight. It was like two to one as far as, uh, you know, how many voters came out. I was in Suffolk anyway. But uh, we'll see what happens. You know, I leave it all in God's hands. Well, we we will see. And, Philip, I thank you uh, for the telephone call. And just to a couple of minutes, Scott Levinson, a political consultant, will be calling in. In the meantime, let's go to Stephen in Kensington. Uh, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, young sir. I agree 100% with what you said about how his head jack- jerked back. I'm just believing you because I don't, haven't watched TV for years. However, what the judge did was wrong. When you're elderly, I'm, I'm 70 years old. I get hurt now worse when I get struck and touched. Secondly... The judge ignored, as well as the prosecutor ignored, charging the, well, the, 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 the a-hole with disorderly conduct, which is 12015 of the penal law, using violent abusive language in a public place. Well, the, the only thing, Stephen, I'm, I'm with you, but if we can't keep guys behind bars for shooting people and having guns— we're surely not going to be able to keep them behind bars for using uh, offensive language. But I do thank you for the call. Again, uh, coming up in just about two minutes, I'm going to be chatting with Scott Levinson, a political uh, consultant. But in the meantime, let's go to Debbie in Cranford, New Jersey. Good morning, Debbie. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. I was disappointed that Lee Sheldon won because... I think of it as a spirit, in a spiritual way as a Christian. I um, think of uh, Andrew Giuliani being um, a stronger fighter. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you know what, Debbie. I think I think that um, those that support Andrew Giuliani share the same sentiment that that you are, are articulating. But with politics, you know, at least for this race, it's now over. Uh, it appears, thank you for the call, Debbie, that Mr. Giuliani, uh, Andrew Giuliani, that is, came in second place, a strong showing uh, ahead of uh, uh, Astorino, ahead of uh, uh, Mr. Wilson, but uh, but not enough to win the top spot on the Republican side. That went to Lee Zeldin. But what I do want to do right now is we're going to go to our telephones and joining me right now is a Democratic consultant, Scott Levinson, a master of politics in New York, for his take on what happened on this primary night 
just a, uh, a few hours ago. And I say uh, good morning to you, Mr. Levinson. Thanks for having me, Dominic. How are you? I'm good. And, of course, we would always have you. So the one common theme, if you will, low turnout uh, this evening, is that a sign of trouble for Democrats in the general election? I don't think so at all. I mean, Kathy Hochul showed virtually no vulnerabilities tonight against either of her opponents. Very strong win for her. And, you know, though Lee Zeldin prevailed over a, a weak field, he doesn't seem to have any kind of reach that is necessary to be competitive in the fall. And so what type of fall campaign are we looking at? And now that we know the candidates, Kathy Hoku and Lee Zeldin. I think it's clear that to the extent Governor Hochul was concerned about any of the left behinds of the previous governor, she's clearly cleared the field and cleared any concern that she's carrying any of that baggage. To the extent that there is concern around public safety or the economy or the ability of New York to bounce back, it doesn't seem like New Yorkers are losing trust in this governor being able to accomplish what she needs to in order to get New York back on the right track. And we are chatting with political consultant Scott Levinson. Were there any surprises at all for you, Scott, as it relates to the uh, primary? I, I do think, and Dominic, you'll be able to relate to this. We've watched the final nail in the Rudy Giuliani legacy. Um, America's mayor, who was riding so high 15, 20 years ago, has really been the emperor with no clothes and losing whatever credibility, legitimacy, or even goodwill he once had in this city and state. So, you know, the times make the man. The man does not make the times. And Rudy Giuliani benefited greatly from the economic turns of the late 90s and early 2000s and got far more credit than he likely deserved for New York's bounce back. It's clear now that his son carried no legacy at all at the polls. We are going back to your telephone calls, folks, in just a moment. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. But right now we are talking with Democratic consultant Scott Levinson. And so, you know, we talked about Kathy Hochul. It looks like she even had coattails uh, getting her running mate uh, uh, to victory. I actually think the performance of now Lieutenant Governor-elect Delgado is remarkable tonight. Um, the uh, Diana Reyna candidacy never took off as a potential litmus for the Latino community. Delgado seemed to be able to capture uh, whatever um, opportunity that may have presented. So that is a, a bit of a story tonight. I think you're right to point out 
Governor Hochul did have some coattails in the lieutenant governor's race, with nobody coming close to her choice. I close this way, Scott Levinson. Does Hochul have any vulnerabilities in the general election campaign? The Buffalo Stadium issue seems to still be resonating for the voters and uh, Zeldin's ability to peel off downstate votes because of the noise that could generate is something to watch. But given how much time and energy he spent on that during the primary and his relative lack of traction, it doesn't seem to be a big vulnerability for the governor. Scott Levinson, political consultant, we thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you so much for having me, Dominic. Always a pleasure. And as always, right now, back to your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's go to uh, Jennifer in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. It's always a pleasure to hear you. Thanks for taking the call. Of course. I just, just, as uh, as an outsider looking in, because I deal with this here in Massachusetts all the time, I look and I, and I say, what the hell is wrong with us? We are living in the maddest of times. We talk about it all the time on the airways, and we talk to each other about it in our, you know, in our friendships and our families. And yet Democrats seem very happy with the way life is, because if not, they're just they're, It's like going to a really bad movie, and yet you're going to sit through it again and again and again. And that, what you're that's a good way like, of putting it. You know, and to me, I look at the, like, I, I just don't understand just the crime alone and the lack that she is so selfish, hopeful that she she hasn't dealt with Bragg. You said she wouldn't because, you know, he's an African-American and she's a white woman and how dare she and she wouldn't do it to protect her political future and she won't and she didn't. And to me. I, I I really I, sometimes I, I you said one night recently feel feel like the world's turned upside down. I always say I feel like I'm living in upside down land now. And I just want to say quickly regarding Mr. Levinson, I understand that both of your commentators tonight were Democrats. So of course they have the pom poms out and they're cheering for the Democrats, all well and good. And and for whatever reason, New York is a Democratic state. I, I'm not talking about lunch bucket, old-time JFK Democrats, because, as you know, he would be kicked out of the party now for being a conservative. But I really – I think it was very uncalled for the way he spoke about Rudy Giuliani. The emperor has no clothes. He's lost all credibility. I mean, it's because of leaders like Rudy Giuliani who are willing to take up the mantle – and like you said, what a hardworking man he was, who's yes. willing to go after the mob, who's not yes. well, who's not going to just cower in a corner or let the bad guys get away with something because it's better for his future. He was a fighter. He did what was right. He made the city a far better place. And to me, I think he's, I think he's what a man should be. And to me, the fact that that man spoke of him in that way tells me more about Mr. Levinson than it does about Mr. Giuliani. Well, and I, I thank you for hearing I, me. I, I hear you, Jennifer. Uh, there is no doubt about it, the good that Rudy Giuliani brought to the city of New York. And remember, during uh, 9-11, the president, uh, for security purposes, was up in the air and I would make a strong case that, in effect, Mr. Giuliani was functioning 
uh, certainly uh, from a symbolism point of view, as almost the leader that all of America turned to uh, at that time. And you could never take that away from uh, Mr. Giuliani. Dominic Carter here with you until 1 a.m. That's when Frank Morano comes in. And I will be going right back to your telephone calls in just a second. But Frank joins me with a preview of what's coming on and up this morning. Good morning. Good morning, Dominic. Uh, You have done a yeoman's job. I've been listening to you since at least 8 p.m. and then following the social media stuff that you've been doing on top of that. Uh, Yet another election night in the books for you, huh? Yes, we'll take it. Yeah, exactly. We'll we'll take it. Thank you very much. What do you have coming up? Uh, Well, we're going to be all over the... We're going to continue the uh, coverage that you've been doing. I'll give you my analysis on where things go for the general, what the implications are for the future of the Democratic and Republican parties, and for supporters of the losing candidates. So if you were a Swazi or a Williams supporter or a Giuliani or an Astorino supporter, what becomes of you in the general election? Are the major party nominees going to have a tough time unifying behind the uh, ultimate winner? We'll analyze that. Uh, Got a few guests to help us do it. Uh, E. O'Brien Murray, noted uh, consultant, both Democrats and Republicans. He'll be here in a little while. And then uh, Dr. Frank Sorrentino, distinguished uh, political science professor. He's going to be here. Andrew McKenna, who was a federal prosecutor turned federal prisoner. He's going to help us break down the political implications of some of the recent Supreme Court rulings. And I'm really looking forward to this. I'm sure you remember John DeLorean, the car maker back in the 80s. So uh, Ty DeLorean, a man who claims to be his illegitimate son and has built a what basically looks like a knockoff of his father's famous vehicle and is in the process of selling it to the Taliban, is in a battle with the DeLorean Motor Company over whether or not he can sell this car. He's going to join us live from Europe, I believe, and uh, we're going to have quite a bit to to cover. Political, non-political, we're going to break down the Woody Allen, Alec Baldwin interview, some other fun stuff as well. So that starts in five minutes. That's right. You select for the next five minutes, you and I together are going to try and How about, answer questions. Go right ahead. Uh, I'm glad I'm sitting next to the right guy. How about Mike in Oyster Bay? Good morning, Mike. You're talking to Frank Morano and Dominic Carter. Hey, uh, first of all, I think the two machine candidates won. That's the problem with primaries in New York. There's just machine okay. candidates. Okay, the that two machine candidates won, you believe? Okay. Um, many of us who used to be Republicans or, or even Democrats all moved to uh, independent, mostly partly thanks to Frank Morano, who, who wants his true government, which we don't have in New York. Lee Zeldin can win. Unfortunately, he's a bad public speaker. He needs to get help from Andrew Giuliani to motivate the independence to come to the side is the only way he's going to win. Well, Mike, I, I thank you for the call. Frank, do you have any reaction to that? I, I think it's going to be a tough road to hoe for uh, Zeldin, not necessarily because of he, any deficiencies that he may have as a candidate, because he has won seven elections. I, I think his problem is that he's a conservative Republican running in a liberal Democratic state. So he really needs a perfect storm. He needs to do everything right. He needs Hochul to do everything wrong. And then he still needs luck. He needs a once in a generation event. Uh, and that's the kind of thing you can't plan for. You can put yourself in a position to benefit from a once in a generation event, but it's it's going to be very tough. I mean, if he was running in Alabama or Mississippi or Oklahoma or even a state like Pennsylvania, I think, or, or Virginia, I think he'd be very well positioned. Just 
I think in a in a world where abortion is now left up to the states, a state as progressive as New York, I don't see them electing a pro-life conservative Republican unless there's unless he's able to catch lightning in a bottle somehow. Well, that's a that's a good way of summarizing uh, the obstacles in front of uh, Mr. Zeldin. You select the next caller. How about uh, Paul in the Bronx? Actually, no. How about uh, how about Steve on Long Island? All right, Steve on Long Island. You're talking to Frank Morano and Dominic Carter. Yeah, good afternoon, gentlemen. R.K. Okay, uh, Levingston, your last guest, he made a big point. The uh, lieutenant governor, who was an Hispanic, did not pick up the votes. Okay, that's because 65% of Hispanics are now moving. That's a big deal in just that one little category. Second of all, I would ask all Giuliani uh, supporters, which I think Andrew has a good career in front of him. No doubt about that. If he was a candidate, he has no record. Therefore, they would have went after Rudy. The whole election would have been about Rudy. Now, with Zeldin there, plus Zeldin being on the independent line, which nobody's talking about, you have a lot of uh, Democrats and independents that can never, ever push the R button, but they may push the independent button. And I think that the whole argument about him being, you know, being the supporter of Cuomo, I think that's going to be a benefit to him with independents and Republicans. So I think that all Giuliani supporters should go 100 percent behind Lee Zeldin because he has the capacity to beat Hochul in the general election. Well, we will see, Steve. We thank you for the call. Frank, we can squeeze in, I think, uh, maybe one more call. Uh, How about uh, Patty in Brooklyn? Patty, good morning. You're talking to Frank and Dominic. Yes, good morning, uh, Dominic, and good morning, Frank. I'm I'm a conservative Democrat, but I, I but I must say that um, hope you know there's an expression: a wise man can learn something every day, or a wise woman can learn something every day. I think uh, Mayor Adams misspoke, uh, and as such, in in regards to uh, Mayor Giuliani. Uh, Mayor Giuliani, uh, he he should. Um, I agree he, with you, by the way, Patty. You know. And and thanks for taking the call. No, I thank you for the call, and I, I just wish I had more time. I think it's rather unfortunate, this situation where the two mayors are going at each other. Uh, who does that help? I mean, it doesn't help right. New Yorkers. It does, and, and it's it, it, frankly, it's not fair to Giuliani. Mm, no doubt about Giuliani it. Giuliani didn't start that situation at that shop right. right in Staten Island. And this is the 78-year-old man that was pushed, period. Now, you want to argue about the the severity of it? Give me a break. Dominic Carter saying keep it right there, folks. Frank Marano and the other side of Midnight is up next. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.